0: As long as you keep your eyes on the wind and the storms, you'll never have peace. But when you know that God is in control of the wind and the waves and God is in control of everything around me, then I can sleep like a baby and say, Lord, you lead. You do what you have to do. I'm in your hands. Paul the apostle was such a man. So cool to see that.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Returning to the book of Acts for insight from the Apostle Paul's final days, Raul will encourage us to fully trust God's loving faithfulness even in life's difficult stormy seasons. You'll see that like Paul, you can be confident that the Lord will equip you with the grace, strength, and peace you need to endure every trial. With today's lesson, here's Raul Reese. What do
0: you want in your life? Paul's words were these, I must also see Rome. God already had prepared him. And as we're going to see tonight, all those storms that he was going through, these winds and hurricanes and being in the ocean and being on the ships and things were actually tearing down. And Paul is declaring, you guys, listen to me. You can do this. You can do that. They didn't want to listen. And all of a sudden they get into deep trouble. And Paul says, I told you so. But God has spoken to me this night, and this is what he said. I love that. Waiting upon God to speak. When he said, I must also see Rome to the Ephesians, he told them, I must also see, listen, in Acts 19.21, he said, And when these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in the Spirit, when he was passed through Macedonia and Ikea to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. He knew it. He knew it. God already was preparing him. God prepares you and I for the last day we're going to be upon this earth. The problem is a lot of times we don't want to believe it. And it's an appointed time for every one of us to die. And Paul the Apostle was going to be facing the most critical time in his life when he would go to Rome. The trials that he went through, the confinement, I mean just the shipwreck, everything he was going through, he never murmur or complain. He aligned himself with the purposes and the will of God. That's what we must do also. In Romans 1.14, he says, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as is in me, Paul, I am ready to preach the gospel to you where in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think that's a key. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power, dunamis power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also to the Greek. Believing, having faith. 1528 he says, Romans, therefore, because of this, when I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I shall go by way of you unto Spain. So he's on his way to Rome, but he wants also to go to Spain. And through all, Paul trusted in God's promises. I like that. Are you trusting in God's promises? What has God promised you individually? What has he said to you? In your time of reading, in your time of prayer, in Acts 23, 11, he says, But the following night, the Lord stood by Paul and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. God already telling him what's going to happen. Caesar Nero is the one that put Paul to death, beheaded Paul, the apostle. Caesar Nero is one of the worst emperors that ever lived on this earth. And yet, Paul the apostle stood before him. In Paul's journey to Rome, we see the great apostle in four important roles. Paul the counselor. Paul the encourager. He shared God's word with all these guys on the ship. 270 were on the ship. He warns them. He sets a good example before them as the apostle of Jesus Christ, as a servant. And then he rescues them. Because he listened to the Lord, and the Lord sent an angel to speak. And then Paul is the helper. I love what Paul, the preacher, the one that preached. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. First to the Jew, and then to the Greek, or to the Gentile. Paul the apostle. Verse 1 of chapter 27. And when it was decided that we should sail to Italy, to Rome, they deliver Paul and some other prisoners to one named Julius, a centurion of the Augustan regiment. So here is Julius, a centurion. He's a commander of a hundred soldiers. He takes care of a hundred soldiers. Now Rome has made him put him in charge of the Apostle Paul and these other two hundred that are on the boat. They're prisoners and they're being taken to Rome to be tried for their crimes. And then he says, verse 2, And so entering in the ship, Adremitum, who he put to sea, meaning to sail along the coast of Asia, Aristocrats, Macedonia of Thessalonica, was with us. So here he's preparing. They're getting on their way. Verse 3. And then the next day we landed in Sidon, up in uh, Lebanon. And Julius treated Paul kindly I love this, what he says here, this guy that not only took Paul as a prisoner, that somehow he connected with Paul. There are people like that, that somehow you meet him for the first time and you connect with them. It's like, you know what? They're right where I am. And when we communicate, you know, there's no barriers, but we can talk to one another and not have any fear of sharing with one another. This is what happened to Paul. This guy connected with Paul the Apostle. Julius treated Paul kindly and gave him liberty. Imagine that. He let him go see his friends to visit them and gave him the liberty to go to his friends and receive care, to spend time with them, knowing and recognizing he was going to Rome and he probably would never see them again. Never see them again. And yet this person was kind enough, sensitive enough to Paul the Apostle to be able to go and speak to your friends. And then when he had put to sea again, from there we sailed under the shelter of Cyprus because of the winds were contrary. Now, you're going to see in the moment there's all these windstorms. I mean, pretty heavy windstorms. The last time we went over, we were going over to uh, Padmas to John the Beloved's island in the book of Revelation, and the Lord spoke to him. As we were going there, there was this huge storm in the ocean. We were in this big ship, and that big ship was going like this, and the waves would come up, and you see the waves. And I thought, oh, Lord, is this it? I mean, because I've been on a lot of ships, but not like this storm. And this storm was huge. And it reminded me, because Paul the Apostle was going through the same situation, these huge waves coming over, which you'll see in a moment, and one of the boats began to break up. It began to break up. It had to put straps around the boat from the bottom all the way around the ship to keep it together until finally the ship was breaking apart, so they had to jump ship, and you'll see in a moment. When I thought about these storms, look at all the storms you go through and I go through in our lives. Small ones, big ones, dangerous ones, yes. How did you handle that storm? Or how are you handling your storms that you're going through tonight here? I've learned that when I have a storm in my life, the best thing to do is to be quiet and to sit and wait. As I read, I wait. Lord, I need you to speak to me. And Paul the Apostle was warned by the Lord. Paul You haven't seen nothing yet. You're going to go through some major, major storms on your way to Rome. Remember the disciples with Jesus on that little boat in the Sea of Galilee? The Lord was lying down on his pillow and all of a sudden the wind began to blow. The waves began to get bigger and bigger and it started coming over the little boat and they woke up Jesus and Jesus, don't you care they were perishing? And the Lord wanted them to have faith because as long as Jesus is on board, how can you go down? Seriously. But if you don't understand the waves are coming into the boat. It doesn't matter. And when he woke up, what did he do? He rebuked him, and he said to the wind, stop. And everything became calm. And it was because of a lack of faith in their lives. Faith. They should have been in a place, having peace. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. We're going to get to the other side. And maybe the Lord has spoken to you that way. You're going through some temptation, or you're going through some real trial of life tonight. And you're saying, I don't know if I can get to the other side. Hey, if he said you're going to get to the other side, you're going to get to the other side. Get your eyes off your problems. and Get your eyes on the Lord. That's the best thing you can do. As long as you keep your eyes on the wind and the storms, you'll never have peace. But when you know that God is in control of the wind and the waves and God is in control of everything around me, then I can sleep like a baby and say, Lord, you lead. You do what you have to do. I'm in your hands. I'm in your hands. You do what you want to do. Paul the apostle was such a man. So cool to see that.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Roll Reese. We're here to help you navigate life with Scriptures anchoring truth. Call us at 800 634 9165 or visit us at SomebodyLovesYou.com. Don't forget you can email Roll directly at Pastor Roll at SomebodyLovesYou.com with your prayer needs and Bible questions. Now back to the final part of today's lesson.
0: Verse 4 and when he had put to sea from there, we sailed under the shelter of Cyprus because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed over the sea, which is off Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra, the city of Lycia. This is a port city in the south coast of Asia Minor. And then he says, And there the centurion found an Alexandrian ship, that is a ship that actually takes grain and takes them to the other ports. And he carries about 276 passengers. And there a centurion found Alexandrian ship sailing to Italy, and he put us on board. And when we had sailed slowly many days, so everything's cool, and arrived with difficulty off Cenitias, uh, it's an island, and the wind not permitting us to proceed, we sailed under the shelter of Crete of Salome. Notice now, dangerous winds. This is it. This is a time to really be concerned, a time to really, really be looking to see what's going to take place. In passing uh, with difficulty, we came to a place called Fair Heaven, near the city of Lazia. The Fair Heavens here is the Christians. were known here for their laziness and their depravity, according to Paul in Titus 1.12. And then he says, And now when much time had been spent, Notice, winter's coming, and Paul is declaring, hey, winter's coming, things are going to get worse in the ocean, we got to get to Rome. And when much time had been spent, sailing was now dangerous. Notice that. How many times we put ourselves in dangerous positions. God had said, look, I told you so, you didn't do anything about it, now it's going to get really dangerous. I want you to see that. He goes on to say, And sailing was not dangerous because of the fast was already over. Paul advised them. So they had been fasting. Notice, fasting. And then he said this, saying, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster. Notice Paul warning them. You guys, something's going to happen. But you see, God has spoken to Paul. Paul is trying to say, you guys, listen to the counsel that I'm going to give you because God has given me counsel. I perceive that this voyage will end in disaster, much loss, not only of cargo, but ship, but also our own very lives. Notice that our own lives are in danger. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things paul had spoken they weren't listening to paul how many times you've been praying God has spoken to you and people won't listen to you they go oh, you don't know what you're talking about and then when it happens you go i told you so and this was paul Paul is trying to get their attention, and they're ignoring Paul. The centurion is ignoring Paul. Paul says, you guys, we're heading in the wrong direction. Man, our lives are in danger. And then he says in verse 12, And because the harbor was so suitable to winter in, the majority advised to set sail from there also, if by any means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, Opening towards the southwest and the northwest and winter, they're 40 miles away, the harbor. It's incredible here, Paul, the apostle, again, the storms coming and going, the hurricanes. He says in verse 13, and when the south wind, this is a hurricane going on like a wind. Blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea. They sailed close to Crete. They wanted to stay close to the land where they could see the land. Paul told them, stay as close as you can to land. Don't move away from that because then you really will be in danger. But not long after this, a tempestuous head of wind arose Called the Eurocladon, which means the evil wind or the east wind or the northeastern wind. It was like a huge hurricane. They were in deep danger now. And so when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. So they let the wind just take them. And running under the shelter of an island called Claudia, we secured the skiff with difficulty about 23 miles south of Crete. And when they had taken it on board, they used cables and on their gear the ship, fearing lest they should run aground, and the citrus sands, they struck sail, and so were driven. So they took these cables, they wrapped them around the bottom of the ship all the way around to hold it together but the winds were so strong and the waves were so strong, they are going down. He says in verse 18, and because we were exceedingly tempted tossed, the next day we lightened the ship. They started throwing cargo overboard. So this is real serious now. And one third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. So completely stripped the ship Everything that needed to be out of the ship, they threw it out. And now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, he says, no small tempest beat on us. All hope that we would be saved was finally given up. They came to the end. Now we don't know what's going to happen. We give it up. When you're going through these tempests in your life, when you're going through these storms in your life, You come to a place where you say, you know what, I give it up. But did you know those are the best times? Because God can say, now I can help you. Now I can work in your life. But as long as you're trying to keep it together and you're not bringing it to the Lord, Paul already warned them. And you're trying to do your own thing. And say, well, I don't really need God at this particular time. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to handle it together. All of a sudden, everything begins to cave in. And finally, you say, you know what? There is no hope. Okay, Lord, I surrender. Now, what do you want to do? The Lord brought them to this place where they couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't do nothing. They are done. Verse 21. But after a long abstinence, they start fasting from food. Then Paul stood up in the midst of them and said, I love this. Men, you should have listened to me. <laughs> Didn't I tell you so? And not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disasters of loss. Look what's happened to us. And now I urge you to take heart. Listen to me. For there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. He brings, notice, reassuring words to them. You guys, everything is going to be okay. But you have to do what I tell you. Verse 23. For there stood by me this night an angel. Notice, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve. So we see here the Lord's protection. We see here Paul's witness. He serves the Lord. And then here the angel that is there speaking to that spoke to Paul. We see that he says, I belong and whom I serve. The great testimony that Paul had, his great confidence was not on the angel. His great confidence was in the Lord. The Lord was going to do a work at this particular moment. To be a witness to the actual centurion and to those that were going to Rome to be tried. Saying, verse 24, I love this, saying, do not be afraid. What was her problem? They were fearful. Hey, have faith. Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Notice that. And therefore, take heart, man, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told to me. You guys, you can count on what I told you. These are the very words of God that is given to me. His faith in God. God tuned in with Paul. Paul was tuned in with the Lord and his lordship. And he's been spending time with the Lord as these guys were struggling and these guys were striving. Paul had been before the Lord. And the Lord said, Paul, this is what I'm going to do. I want you to go tell them. That you're not going to go down. If you listen to what I have to say, you're going to be okay. You may lose ship, but you won't lose your lives. And he goes on. Verse 26. However, we must run aground on a certain island. Notice. And now when the 14th night had come, we were driven up and down at the Adriatic Sea. And at midnight, the sailors says that they were drawing near some land. So they feel like, hey, well, I think there's an island over here. It says, and they took soundings and found it to be 20 fathoms, 120 feet. And when they had gone a little further, they took soundings again and found it to be, what, 15, 90 feet. So it's getting shallower and shallower, which means, hey, pretty soon we're going to heat the rifts. He says, then fearing lest we should run aground on the rocks. They dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for the day to come. Notice it brought them to their knees. Notice that. It brought them to their knees. And pray for a day to come. We want to see what's going on. And then he says, And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship, they're getting ready to jump overboard. Listen. And when they had led down the skiff or the lifeboats into the sea under the pretense of putting out anchors from the prowl, they're getting ready to escape. And Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Whoa. If you jump board, you're not going to be saved. Paul is saying, as long as you guys stay with me, man, the Lord is with us. Nothing's going to happen. The boat may go down, but your lives will be saved.
1: We know that it's hard to see anything clearly in the middle of a stormy trial, but we pray that you've been inspired today to look up and seek the face of the Lord, trusting that He's with you in your struggle. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. The message you've heard today is available in its complete unedited form for a donation of $5 or more. To get a copy for yourself or for a friend, call us at 800-634-9165. When you make your request, ask for Raul's teaching from Acts chapters 27 and 28. We'd also like to tell you about Rawls' reassuring four-part study of the Holy Spirit, available on either CD or a flash drive. As you explore the many roles of the Trinity's third member, you'll see how God has blessed you with a helper, comforter, protector, and guide. You'll also find assurance of the Holy Spirit's empowerment as you represent the Lord in your suffering. To order this life-giving resource, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your USB drive for a gift of $12 or the CD collection for $19. That's 800-634-9165. Or if you'd like, you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. For more biblical instruction and encouragement, we invite you to use our many free resources. Straight Talk with Rawl streams on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. It's a Q&A program that explores how to view life through the lens of the Bible, and you won't want to miss out on it. You'll also want to browse Spotify and iTunes for podcasts of all of these programs. And remember to download our app to gain instant access to an additional array of practical Bible-based resources. Somebody Loves Your Radio is fully listener supported. Thank you for partnering with us. Every contribution is tax deductible. Tune in next time for the conclusion of this series in the book of Acts. As we consider the Apostle Paul's final days and the powerful spiritual legacy he left behind, we'll get a challenge to evaluate our own goals and priorities in the light of eternity.